interesting people, incredible stories. This is Talk All Things with JP. And welcome to Talk All Things with JP. I'm your host, JP. Thanks to Oasis AU, your food paradise. Today's guest I'm very excited to have on the show, Hamed Haj, President and National Chairman of Australian Arab Chamber of Commerce and Head of Research with CPG, joins me to share his story. And welcome to Talk All Things, Hamed. Thank you. Thank you, John Paul. No worries, it's good to have you on the show. Very excited. Very pleasure. Pleasure. Hamed, uh, before we get into the uh, episode, let's do some getting to know you questions. Yes, go ahead. So, uh, when you're not working during the week, what do you like to do to relax? Um, this might sound very unusual, but I like to go for a long walk. Mm. That's... So, a little bit different, but uh, I, like, I enjoy going for a very long walk to relax. That's good. You know, hearing the birds, hearing the cars, hearing the beeps, mm. um, hearing a bit of wind. That's what I want to do to enjoy the relax. And reading some books as well. That's good. Uh, and uh, I'm just wondering, uh, do you just like to go for walks or runs as well? Sometimes I go for runs, but uh, the the old legs uh, sort of uh, pull me up a little bit. So mm. um, I, I prefer I prefer to go for a walk so mm. I can recover a lot quicker. Mm. And uh, I ju- uh, what book do you like to read? I like to read history. Um, mm. That you know, it's, it's you know, history is really important for us um, to understand history and read about economics, global markets. Um, you know, what's happening to different economies around the world. Um, what's interesting in those economies? They're mm. the type of books I like to read, and uh, and and just just about um, interesting people as well. So yeah. Mm. Uh, and for me, music puts me in a really good mood. I'm just wondering, what uh, what music do you like to listen to? I uh, I tend to um, listen to more of the relaxing music. Mm. Um, I'm I, I'm not a big music person, to be honest. Um, I guess I, I'm 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 engaging with people so much throughout the day and sometimes through the evening. Um, but you know, it's just more relaxing music. Um, mm. that, that sort of mellows me out a lot more. And uh, we're recording the episode in the studio, and we've got a Talk All Things time machine. Now, if you could step into the time machine and go into future or past, and only choose one, what would you choose and why? I'd probably go into the past, mm. uh, because uh, I'd be making the, uh, you know, a lot more better decisions. That's the reason why. So those are all the getting to know you questions. Let's talk business now. Yes. So how did you get into the Australian Arab Chamber? Yes, the Australian Arab Chamber of Commerce and Industry um, was a very interesting journey. Um, one full of fulfilment and uh, and obviously um, one full of challenges. Um, and the, I, I, I got in it back in 2012. I was a uh, committee member. I got invited uh, by a gentleman that I know. Um, who, who asked me, Mohammed, would you like to join the committee? And uh, this was, I think, in 2012. So it was 10 years ago you know, from, from this year. And I joined on the committee, on the New South Wales committee. Uh, and then in 2015, I became the New South Wales State Chairman. And, uh, and in 2000, uh, 
21, I became the national vice chairman, and now I'm the um, president and national chairman of the, of the Chamber of Commerce. That's really good. And uh, Habed, uh, what are some of the uh, projects? Is there any big projects that's happening between here in Australia and in the uh, Arab countries? Oh, certainly. I mean, you know, uh, we 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 uh, our relationship between Australia and the MENA region, Middle East and Northern African region, specifically the GCC region as well, is uh, is starting to become a lot more prominent and expanding as well. Uh, in particular, as we look to diversify our economy, um, they're seeking to diversify their economies as well, uh, and it's becoming, uh, as I said, it's becoming a lot more. Uh, a lot more popular, uh, but we're seeing greater connectivity between the two regions, um, and and we're seeing a recovery in trade um, because the trade has been impacted by what occurred, John Paul, with the COVID nineteen situation. Uh, when I speak about that, I talk about the supply chain issues and the disruptions that we've had since then. So the recovery is there. We're seeing delegations coming back into Australia. Last week we had the IMAR conference. Um, we had a huge Saudi delegation. Um, with some very senior uh, delegates from Saudi Arabia, ministers from Saudi Arabia come to Australia, come to Sydney, um, and they were engaging in networking events. They were engaging with members from the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And obviously, they had a huge participation in the IMAR conference as well. So these are the sort of projects um, that we're looking to engage in a lot more. Um, and that, that, that doesn't say that we still don't foster the strong sectors, such as F&B, food, beverage, the halal meat that gets exported out of the country, the, the, the fruit and the vegetables, they're traditional sectors that have performed very well in the past. Uh, but as a Chamber of Commerce, we're also seeking to diversify away from those sectors in the sense that we understand that there's opportunities that are quite significant uh, that we need to actually capture as a business and as a Chamber of Commerce going forward. So if I had to say the projects, John Paul, I'd, I'd probably say the, the, the major projects are in things such as mining services, um, renewable energy, and these are sectors and industries in which Australian companies have deep capabilities in as well. Uh, they have a deep understanding, and that's what we're trying to foster uh, and empower as a Chamber of Commerce. And uh, Habed, uh, so you, uh, you're you on the Chamber, you, uh, you're working very hard on the uh, Arab Chamber. Do you, uh, I'm just wondering, do you have a big achievement um, You know that's happened? I think there's been several achievements that have happened, um, both from a business perspective, cultural perspective, but also from a trade and investment perspective. If I had to say from a business perspective, I'm very proud, um, John Paul, to have uh, to work with the members and the Chamber of Commerce um, that have gone through significant, you know, they've gone through some, some tough times and COVID-19 was one of them. And what made me proud was to see the reaction that I've had from the employees, from the board of directors of the Chamber, and from our stakeholders, um, we can really hold our head high in the way we've reacted to some very turbulent and unprecedented and unpredictable times. And I must say that that, is, that to me is an achievement. I mean, when you when you have the, the supply chain cut off, when you you know when you used to have three hundred direct flights from Australia to the Middle East every week, and that shrunk all the way to less than fifty, less than forty a week. Uh, that's a huge change for a Chamber of Commerce that facilitates the power of trade and investment between Australia and the region. But when you also see a lot of your members suffering, you know, we had, John Paul, we had a lot of members that suffered. We had a lot of members that had orders that were blocked. We had members that lost millions of dollars in trade, uh, you know, imperishable goods because uh, the supply chain just cut off, 
virtually overnight. And we're still seeing that that, that recovery is still in progress now. We have to fully, you know, recover it. I mean, we have certain airlines that still are, 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 trans, are, are moving half the rate that they did pre-COVID. Uh, and, and, and it was a lot of pressure. It was, a, it was a challenge. It was a test for us as a Chamber of Commerce. We're a 50-year-old organisation. It was a challenge for our board of directors. It was a challenge for our committee members. It was a test for our members. And we, we all had to work as a business community to embrace what's happened and, and to work together to, to get out of this sort of storm. And, uh, you know, what we're doing now is we're seeing a lot of light um, and we're, we're seeing that, you know, that the ship's now sort of away from the storm. But um, the way we've come out of this has been fantastic and it's, uh, it's a credit to everyone being involved, uh, including, you know, the, the directors, the committee members, uh, and, 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 and the various stakeholders as well. So that's more from a business perspective, from a chamber perspective. Uh, and we've been able to, during that period of time, continue to provide information to our members, continue to do webinars, continue to do as best as we can to support our stakeholders because uh, we understand that that's what we're here. From more of a, of, a, of a cultural perspective, you know, trade and investment, John Paul, it brings cultures together. It embraces cultures. It allows a form of diversification, but it also what it also does is it, it allows an exchange of knowledge from one generation to the next. And I'm very proud to say that you know the various cultures that we've been able to bring together. For example, you know we, we had the Saudi delegation come in last week, and they built, they were demonstrating their culture at a networking event with their with their cultural dance. We have various people from various religious backgrounds, various cultures, all coming together one common cause and that's to empower trade and investment and to ensure that it's a better future for us and also for our future generations. So I'd say that's another thing I'm very proud of. And the third thing is uh, obviously some of the accomplishments that we've been able to achieve um, on a on a B2B level, on a business-to-business level and also from a foreign investment level as well. Um, the way we've been able to market Australia to the Arab world and the way we've been able to engage various countries that Probably a lot of Australians would not know of, of the opportunities to do business in countries like Morocco and Egypt uh, and countries like Tunisia um, and, and, and to bring them on the forefront, but also to empower the GCC countries and to recognise that these economies play a significant part uh, in, in the development of trade and investment for not only the region, but also for the world as well. Uh, and, and this has been something that I've seen as being a... Uh, a, a you know, three three key accomplishments in the in the chamber of commerce. That's really good. Uh, and what's your role at CPG? At CPG Research and Advisories, that's a consulting firm. Um, we we provide uh, investment solutions to a range of institutional investors, such as superannuation funds, insurers, local government authorities, government agencies, universities, foundations, non for profits, uh, and obviously the wealth management sector. So. We're, we're an asset consulting firm, um, and my role is the head of, head of research. So basically, my role is to uh, navigate the world to find where the best asset classes are to invest in, and also w- w- what are the best fund managers to invest in as well, and to construct portfolios uh, or customised investment solutions for institutional investors um, in, in that capacity. Uh, so that's that's my role. Uh, it's a very exciting role, actually, you know, having the opportunity to uh, navigate different markets, emerging markets, frontier markets, development markets, having the opportunity to actually, um, you know, discuss the, where the best opportunities are with some of the smartest brains across the world. Uh, yeah, it, it's fantastic. 
And who are some of the clients you work with? So we work with the uh, multifamily offices. Um, we work with um, local government councils as well. Um, you know, we historically work with a lot of clients who've done work um, uh, with superannuation funds, um, uh, local government superannuation funds as well, local government clients, institutional investors. Uh, we've had we've had obviously employees within the firm do work on behalf of the World Bank as well. Um, so we we cover a whole range of clients, but we've worked with universities, foundation funds. Um, exciting, yeah, and both we've had you know historically we've done work globally and also domestically as well. That's really good, and uh, you've also uh, received the OAM Award, a uh, big achievement. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel, you know, in fact, it's a, it's a huge achievement um, and it's an, it's an honour to receive such an award. Um, obviously, you know, there's been great people in the chamber in the past, Roland Jabor, Naim mm. Mahalim, uh, Joseph Risk as well, um, that have received the award as well and they've, they've, done, they've, they've contributed as well significantly uh, to the chamber and, and to other, other industries and sectors. But, it, but it's always a great achievement to, and an honour to receive something like this. But it, it also, on another note, uh, John Paul, it, it also motivates me to do a lot more as well. Um, it, it's great to be recognised, um, and it, it's also, I'm, I'm hoping that you know this recognition can also pave the way for for, for, for greater trade between Australia and the region. That's really good. And this question, I will always ask the guests. So, um, I know you've been on a lot of holidays, a lot of trips. So, if you could jump on a plane right now and go anywhere around the world to relax, where would you go and why? I'd probably go somewhere up in northern Lebanon, um, mm. and uh, you know, somewhere where there's a bit of peace and quiet. I, I tend to travel the Middle East a lot, mm. um, and I tend to travel the middle of the major cities. Mm. And you know, there's always the hustling and bustling and uh, obviously, you know, a favourite city of yours, John Paul, is Dubai. Mm. Um, and you, 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 those cities are, are, are amazing. Mm. Um, but, you know, when you when you sort of come into places like northern Lebanon, the history, um, the ability to, um, you know, see, you know, olive trees that are hundreds of years old, um, it, it is the heart of trade investment. You know, we sometimes forget that that region... Um, you know that that sort of that region, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, you know the Sham, um, you know Palestine, and, and where Israel is now. All that particular region that 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 contributed significantly to the to the flow of trade trade goods and services mm. uh, historically. So I, I'd say probably somewhere up in the mountains in northern Lebanon. That's where I'd probably say I can relax, but not for too long, right, John? Um, you know, not for too long. Mm, I have to come mm. back to a major city again. Of course. Uh, that's really good. Hamad, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast show. I really appreciate it. Hopefully we can talk again soon. Thank you so much, John Paul, and all the best uh, to you and the family. Thank you. And a great chat from Hamad. Thanks for listening to Talk All Things with JP. I'll be host JP. See you next week. This has been another episode of the Talk All Things with JP podcast. For more, check us out on Spotify and chuck us a like on Facebook and Instagram.